This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Here in um, the middle of Hilchitz Deos. Yeah. And we had seen over here. Um, yeah. I think maybe the fifth halacha we were on, or? Yes. Um, we, we, where he spoke about the um, need, the, the, the having a, uh, a, the exact derech um, beininess, which means the mid-road, and we define as the mid-road as being taking from the extremes equally in order to meet a, a, a different need. Let, let's, I have, so let's go to the emotions. What anger in me is two things. It's a it's a an emotion that has its own drive, and when I get angry, and a person who's into being angry, or, or when you have a situation that you really want to angry, you get very upset, and that becomes satisfying, and it becomes an end onto itself. That's really the way to describe it. Um, that's so. So we have anger, which starts as an expression of unhappiness, and then becomes something. I'm very satisfied to yell, to scream, to throw something at you, to feel upset at you. And the somebody once said, Yeshalmi once said, Yeshalmi's are sort of known to be kind of not feeling and you know sort of calculated people. So one Yeshalmi said. When I don't get an invitation to a wedding, I feel very good. Because first of all, I don't have to waste an evening going to a wedding. Secondly, I can also now harbor a grudge. And then that's a pleasure in its own right. <laughs> so a person gets it. The other side is apathy also starts from being a tool where I need not to respond to becoming something else self satisfying. I couldn't care less. I, you know. I sort of, you know, I just not go to you and I sort of withdraw. And that becomes an end to itself also. Any emotion, when it becomes an end unto itself, is bad and wrong. Really what you're supposed to do is, you're supposed to um, sit back and use your seichel and say, in my interaction with this person, should I be using anger or should I be using um, a, a apathy? Should I n- not respond to remark? Should I yes respond to remark? And that should govern the, um, the way I respond. Um, there's an, uh, I read an incredible story. And this was what the Balamusa used to do. This is what the Balamusa were very, very, um, they worked on themselves so that they would be able to control and use their emotions as needed rather than as driven. The Mashkiach of Heaven Yeshiva was somebody of Meir Chadash, who learned by um, our common ancestor, by the Altus Labotka. And he was this, one of his big Talmidim. And they, he passed away about the 25 years ago, 30 years ago. And um, he had the following, uh, so they, they, wrote, you know, they wrote about him in his biography. And one of his, his students told the following story. There was a young boy in yeshiva, like a 17, 18-year-old boy, young, smart, brash, a little bit teenagery. And 
fun Friday night, he was sitting and learning or schmoozing with Chavrusa, and he was eating the sunflower seeds. That's like a very popular, very thing to do. And when you finish um, eating like a whole bunch of sunflower seeds, the collateral damage is that you have a pile this high of shells, you know, and that's... So he needed to figure out where to put those shells. So he looked around and he had this bright idea that Rebmeir Chodesh Mashkir Stender was standing nearby. He took all the shells and dumped it into Stender. And that was it. The, kids, the next day Rebmeir uh, Chodesh came, he saw it, didn't say anything, cleaned it out, and that was it. The boy grew up, matured, and seven years later he got engaged and he came over to Rebmeir Chodesh and told him you know, I get a mazel tov, I became a chassan, this and that, and he was very warm, he said, it's wonderful. He said, now that you're chassan, I think you need to clear up some past misdeed, and it would be appropriate to apologize for those seeds that you put, those shells that you put into my thing. The person writes, he said, he was like stunned beyond words, and he said, why didn't Mashkir say anything ever? He said, because had I said something earlier, it would have become a whole point of contention, and it would have, it would have disrupted your growth in learning and so on so what i did was uh, so first you know you needed to 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 move forward now i think you're old enough and mature enough to be able to um to 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 do what's right and now it would be appropriate that you apologize that was called controlling um your meters by the way i also saw I can't remember what it was. I was going through a whole bunch of old Hebrew Teds, and they had something from Yaakov Meskin. They had they quoted him about something or other. They had a, from your grandfather. They had some sort of word on something that they quoted from him. So that he made it again to the paper. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. So he, it, it was written from it was some some safer, not the same safer that 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 we saw. Not the same one that you found, the elegy on, on the, the altar, but a different safe. I forgot which one it was. Okay. Then he says, so, so a person needs to uh, adjust his middles to be um, inappropriate uh, to the occasion rather than it become an end to itself. And that's really the right word because the morale uses, morale says every katse, every extreme means it's an end. And therefore, it ends, and 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 it doesn't go further. You, you, the right way to move forward is never to go towards the extreme, the extreme meaning that it's an end unto itself, but rather to use different um, middles to get to where you're supposed to get to. Hey, umishu medakte galatzon biyosa veyesurachik midei benes meat etzadzot etzadzunik achasit. Someone who moves a little bit towards one side or the other, that's called a chassid. Now, let's talk about this and let's explain this. Um, we said before that the perfection is that a person used the midos perfectly to be balanced. The Rambam here says that using it um, towards one extreme or another is a chassid. But he says, Me'at litzadze or litzadze. What does it mean a little bit? I don't understand. If perfection is exact, like 2.3 grams of kas and 1.6 grams of apathy, so why is it that moving one direction or another would make you a chas? It doesn't make it worse. So, the, 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 the custom 
of each right. individual requires modulation, right? So, modulation. so, so he says, the Ramam says this in other places, explains it more. Um, he says, these are things where a person also takes into account his internal biases, his natural bias. So it's important, um, so I'll be din, so to speak, what's required is to move things in that perfect direction. But a person can say to himself, you know, um, haughtiness and arrogance has a way of pulling me along. I can't step on that exact line between modesty and arrogance because my natural bias is towards arrogance rather than towards modesty. I need to give myself a safety margin. Same thing if a person is towards caste or apathy, depending on the person. A person would be appropriate to move a little bit in one direction or the other so as to take into account his natural shortcomings. So that's where the chassid comes in over here. That's what he says, a little bit. No, but it's not that I unleash it and let it become spiral out of control, which is then I'm back to square one, or square zero. But rather, if I push it a little bit, more started, I don't have to be din, but I'm being medactic, and that's good. So, as far as Gaiva goes, he actually says to go to an, a very big extreme because the Gemara says have a ma'od ma'od ruach says and the Rambam understands that as being in line with what our normal setting is our normal setting is that we um, tend to be sort of uh, you know a little bit uh, uh, too much to, you know Gaiva is, is so central to ourselves that anything we let come in, and therefore a person should go to an extreme. But but the understanding is always the extreme is going to is not because it's right in its own sense, but because I know myself, and I can't. So it's just like, for instance, somebody who is addicted to something. Um, a normal person can do X and not and and it'll be okay. So so let's say a person is addicted to to whiskey, so he can't say, well, I drink one shot is nothing. I, I need to stay away from it, not because total abstinence is, 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 is in itself ideal, as much as for me, this is what I need to do. Um, this is true about all the days. The Chassidim Rishonim would move the Amidas, they would turn the Amidas towards one side or another side um the 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 mit der ganze nächstes was yesh dea schematnas singer kotzachen some days they would move towards one extreme yesh dea schematnas singer kotzerischen some the other extreme wesel lifnimischosadin and and this is true also when people ask about being machmir in halacha, medactic machmir and so on. What's the validity of being machmir? Is it good? Is it bad? So, the Indian of machmir is that a person who really cares a lot about the mitzvahs creates some sort of um, safety margin, some sort of margin of safety for himself if he really cares about it. So, um, 
if I, for instance, let's say I'm dabbling with an electric outlet, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I take two or three precautions. You know, I, I shut off the main switch, I wear rubber gloves, etc., so on and so forth. If I'm dabbling with a battery, worst comes to worst, I get this tiny little unpleasant zap. So, you know, whatever. So that's where the justification for, uh, generally speaking, being machmer is that if a person really feels um, serious about his, um, you know, his halacha, that's how he goes. Now he says, And we have this going in this golden mean, which is, he's going back to sort of the beginning, this whole thing that he's speaking about, is an actual obligation and it's a difficult obligation because the obligation is not specific you know a lul of an asterisk is very specific what a lul looks like what an looks like and 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 how many times you have taken and that's it here you're talking about something which is um it's a pattern it's more broad it's more general i can't put a finger on it the way i can with um with these things and the mela um it's still it says an obligation to go on this road, like it says, Valachta Bedrachov. Um, I want to add one more point, maybe did mention it last time, not the word derech is an interesting point. Um, when we speak of an abstract concept, a pattern is an abstract concept. A computer cannot pick up a pattern on its own unless you pre-tell it what a pattern is. A computer can tell you if something is hard or soft, light or dark, Any, anything that can be measured physically, a computer can translate it. So you have a chip, you have something that has on it a, a photosensitive material, you have um, a, a chip that can tell whether it's light or dark or what color. If you have some sort of chip that's sensitive to motion, it moves with motion like that. Patterns are all software. A derech is a pattern. In other words, it is all the dots and, and all the points that head in a specific direction. That's a pattern, and we're obligated to go with these patterns, and um, we're obligated that our behavior, and which is something that encompasses more than any one specific act. It's a pattern of behavior. Another, and Gaiva is not do I pick up my head? Do I put my head down? Do I turn red? Do I not turn red? It's it's a pattern of is this person acting? Is this person haughty or not haughty? It's not. There's no specific ma'isa mitzvah veira, but it's a pattern. And then he says vav kach lomdu beperish mitzvazu. This is how they understood this mitzvah. Mahunikra chanan afatei chanan. Just like Hakadosh Baruch Hu is called chanan, you be chanan. Mahunikra chanan. So the Rambam here is answering a sort of question. The, the Rambam makes a very, very big deal of the fact that Hashem does not have any human qualities. I can't say Hashem has a hand or foot or nose. I can't say Kaddish Baruch Hu laughed. I can't say Kaddish Baruch Hu smiled. I can't say Kaddish Baruch Hu is very happy. All of those are 
no-nos in Chazakash Baruch But we find the Torah does have names like that. So the Rambam explains physical attributes as being um, a, a metaphor. So God's outstretched hand means God's ability to act in this world and so on. That's fine. Also certain things about Hashem laughing or so on. Um, it, 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 those are more easily translated. When we get to Racham V'chanun, Racham V'chanun, an emotion, is something which is um, also alien to God. So what does it mean, and why would the Torah use this terminology to describe Hashem? And the answer is, these are patterns of interaction. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's general pattern of interaction is through Racham and Chanan. Um, and therefore, the reason why the Nevi'im use that is to teach us these are appropriate um, models. So when the Torah told us, we needed to find places in the Torah that would explain to us what else those Drachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, you know, and the answer to that is Rachum um, and Chanun and Kadosh and so on, they describe a, they're not describing an internal emotion as much as they're describing a pattern of interactions and it is something that is worthy of being emulated Zion How does the person um, turn these things into a habit until it becomes permanently in him? So the Rambam here says um, the few points. He says, how, "How does a person um, train himself in in with these deos um, by doing it, repeating it many times until?" Uh, it, it becomes easy for him to do it without bother, and they become part of his nefesh. This is fast. What? Muscle memory. Yes, muscle memory, right? Now, this is actually very, very different, almost uh, polar opposite of what we know about mitzvahs. For instance, if you if you ask me how am I supposed to put on film every day? The answer is not do it enough times so you don't even think about it and do it without thinking about it. Th- that would not be a, a very, very appropriate way of putting out film. I mean, all the Muslims will hear about film is every day you have to realize what kind of Anuchasir is, Akash Prabhu gave you film and you have to put it on and think about it and so on and so on and so forth. This is. What? Yes, yes. Uh, and this is kind of the opposite. And the answer is. It really, really depends on what exactly we're defining. If I ask you, what are you doing? So the answer is, I am opening the door for you. Great. Now, I can, I can make that a little more specific. I'm opening the door for you because I know how hard it is for you to open the door, and I'd like to open the door for you. Or, I'm opening the door because that's how I've been trained, and my hand does a reflex action. Those describe two very different acts, with the first one being a lot 
um, better, a lot more of a quality act. But let's say ask not what are you doing, but what are you? Is he an angry person? Is he a good-natured person? Is he a good-hearted person? Then the answer would be whatever comes to him naturally as a reflex is what defines the person. So it's fascinating. When we're talking about um, what constitutes an act, a noble act, the answer is an act that's done with great kavana and so on and so forth. When we ask ourselves, who's a noble person? A person that these things come to him second nature. That it's, it's automatic to him. This is, this is his reflex. So now the Ramam says, I need to do it by repetition because repetition is, is the type of activity that, um, that, that moves something from the conscious to the subconscious. If anything, I could even, I mean, it, it just let's take note a minute. The Rambam says, um, the, 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 the Rambam is telling us to do it until it becomes easy for you to do. The Rambam is not giving us a device on what's the best way to stop being angry. He, he, he's, he is actually explaining what the obligation of Allah Tabedrochev is. Being that these are not specific maisim, but they're, they are patterns of behavior, then as far as a person goes, the more ingrained it's in a person, the more the person naturally gravitates towards it, the more the person is, um, is, is in that derech. If, if I had to ask you, where does this road take me to? The, 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 I could use this road to go to many places. Where does road take me to means if I were to close my eyes and put my car on cruise, um, where would it take me to? Other than the hospital, but, but where does road take me to? In, in other words, not needing to change or do anything. So that's what's called the derech. He does say, however, and this is obvious, he says, you certainly need to use your seichel first in determining what the right road is. Anytime you let the emotion decide what to do, you're, you're struck out again. Then basically the emotion, so I'm an angry person, I keep yelling and screaming or whatever it is. But if I don't, uh, but, so I need to sit down with seichel and say, what's the right emotion to use in interacting with this person. But having done that, um, so I decided that this is the right thing, I need to repeat it so that it becomes second nature to me, because that itself is the obligation. The obligation is to make it a depth, make it second, um, to make it uh, second nature to me. Well, the Fisha Shemus Ha'elu, now the Rambam, and so Rambam says, V'loyebem Torah, Anything that I need to do with with effort means it's not naturally me. It's it, the 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 klal gadol is whatever something is doesn't need effort to get it there. Something's moving; it'll keep moving without effort, without you know any any um, acceleration, without any energy. So it, 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 once I do these things and these things come easy to me naturally, means it's naturally me. This is where I am. 
Now, all the fish are shameless, are a loose, nicker, and a yitze, and a derch of banish and a heaven spot, nicker derch, so derch Hashem. So he says, being that these names, um, Akadish Baruch was called with it, this is also called derch Hashem. The, um, the, 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 the Ramam is saying that it, it will bring the Pasik that since we've defined these as the ongoing activities that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, it's called the Derech Hashem because this is how he presents his activities. So um, Avram Avinu, and this this is an interesting, um, I guess, contrast. We, we have two, um, what's the right word for it? Two pillars for Judaism and the Jewish people. We have Avram Avinu and we have Moshe Rabbeinu. Avram Avinu was first, Moshe gave the Torah. Each one is great in his own way. But the difference... In so Moshe Rabbeinu taught us commandments. This is what you shall do. This is what shall not do. They shall. They shall. They they shall not. Um, So anything that was given to us from Moshe really is a um, is falls under the under the gather of tzivuyim and uh, mitzvahs. Midos. Um, Derech Hashem comes from the Ovos. Um It says that the Ovos, it says Derech Eretz Chadma Torah. Derech Eretz was given before Torah. That refers to whatever it is that the Ovos gave us. So the Ovos gave us a certain approach, a certain road to um, to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We don't have anything from the Ovos that's called mitzvahs. The Ramam says, even the mitzvahs mentioned by Ovis, like bris by Avram and Giranosha by Yaakov, their validity as mitzvah stems from uh, from their being re-given again at Har Sinai. Our sole source for obligation is Sinai. But the Ovos give us, um, what's the right word for it? A derech. And that's what it says in the Pasaki Daitif. I've I'm I'm close to Avram Leman I I become close to Avram. Leman Ashavas Bonavas Pesachov, he will instruct his children and his children, Vishamru Derakashem Sakamishbat. They will keep this Derakashem. In other words, Avram could not give his children commandments, but he gave them a way of life. And it's almost literally the word derech is a way of life. It's a way how to live life and so on. The same way that when a person picks up something from, from parents or a person has children, more than any specific um, do this or don't do this, you get a sort of, um, you get a certain way of life. Um, and that's what we got from Avram Avinu. And anyone that that goes in this road, 
brings a lot of good on himself. So while this doesn't fall under the realm of mitzvahs and averis per se, but it brings a person to good places, a, a, a good road it le- leads a person to the right place. That's that's what this derech is. So this point of, of, of the derech is a pattern of activities. Avram Avinu is the one who initiated it in, in Klai Yisrael and we are we keep that the manashit sabas base of he didn't give us specific commandments he couldn't give us specific commands we have no mitzvahs that we do for that um there's a very interesting gemara it, it, two interesting points it says by a bris mila we make a bracha that a baruch commanded us um to do mila that's Baruch commanded us through sinai and then we make a bris lachnisa bebrisah shavram avinu that Akarish Baruch Hu, we were told to create the covenant of Avram Avinu. A bris has in itself two things: it has in itself a specific act of a mitzvah, and it has in itself a general covenant of bonding with Akarish Baruch Hu. The Gemara says in Ksubis, um we don't have it. People at a, at a house of an oval would make all sorts of brachas. They would drink wine and make brachas. Um, they stopped it because it got out of hand but the bracha one of the brachas is thanking all the people that were so helpful in a difficult period so it says um, you know we want to thank the grandchildren of Ram for holding on to the covenant of Ram which is kindness, goodness, and so on. In other words, we're referring to this type of interaction of, of, of chesed without a specific ma'isa mitzvah. And I think okay. I read it. What? And I think I read a time pieces about, uh, your, about, about the Akeda, right? Or yeah. I think, yeah, I'm not mistaken. Right? You wrote about that. And right. Shem was you know, testing his fear. Right, uh, correct, fear correct. Shem because Wanted to make sure he wasn't just pure fasting. Correct, exactly, exactly. That's, the Ramban says that. Akash Baruch wanted to make sure it's not a knee jerk. Yes, it's wonderful that Avram's emotions are chesed, but is that coming out of a. Um, is it pre thought? Does he apply chesed where he has to? There are times when you have to say, this is what it says, and like, that's what I have to do. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to hold it here. It's, uh, okay, so yeah. good. So, so let's leave our default setting on Wednesday nights, and then we'll um, re uh, and 